Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there, Global Church. Hope you're doing good. Uh, I'm so pleased that you joined us online, wherever you are in the world. Uh, whatever room in the house or whether you're out and about, it's so good that you're tuning in. My name's Andy, I'm married to my wife, Anna. We've been married for over 12 years now. We've got four kids, uh, a number of businesses, and we, we lead the church here in York uh, under Dave and Shelley, our senior leaders, within the kind of global church movement of churches. So it's, it's great that I'm able to share some thoughts and, and a message that is definitely uh, something that I think is timely, especially as we're now 18 months into this pandemic, some of us might be thinking we're moving out of it. Uh, some might think we're just at the start or in the middle of it. I don't know what it is for you and your situation, but I believe that there is something God wants to bring and a message that he wants to speak into your life, into your mind today. Um, so it's so good that, you, that you're with us. And I want to first off by saying, well done. You know, you're still here. Like you haven't thrown the towel in, you fought and you're fighting and you're still standing. Might not feel like it. In fact, you might be lying down at different points just you know, with the pressure sometimes that has come about from all the changes that have been going on in the pandemic. But I wanna say, well done, keep going, don't give up. And really the reason I wanna just start by saying that is because there is an enemy out there and he's trying to kill, steal and destroy your life, your hope, your joy and your peace. And if, we don't, if we're not aware of that, we can't combat it. You know, and really the enemy is like that. He is stealthy, he is sneaky, he, he takes no prisoners. He will do whatever it takes to take you out. And so the fact that you're still going is a sign that there's strength in you. Keep going, don't give up. And the reason I also say that is because what the enemy means for harm, God can turn around for good. God can turn around the things that the enemy tries to crush us, destroy us, and he makes something stronger within us because he's building character on the inside. You know, God loves us so much that he doesn't leave us as we are. He allows certain challenges to come into our life, to hit our, our kind of day-to-day -day living. And honestly, over these 18 months, there have been times where I've felt the wind knocked out of my chest, not physically, but emotionally, mentally. I've been exhausted, I've been tired. And yet I wanna keep coming back to the fact that God is doing something and God is present in these situations. And what the enemy is trying to do for harm, God will turn around for good. I wanna just say that right now at the start of this message. You know, no matter what you're going through, God can turn things around. How do I know that? Because Jesus, God's one and only son, you know, the enemy thought when he went to the cross, he was gonna be victorious. God's one and only son, killed, destroyed, eliminated, and instead, it fell, it fell perfectly into God's plan, God's turnaround plan, where three days later, Jesus Christ would break the chains of death, break through the gates of hell, and, 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 and be resurrected back to life. The power of the resurrection. There is nothing that God can't turn around because he's broken death itself. And so I want you to be encouraged today that no matter what you're going through, God can turn things around. But you know what, we have a part to play and I wanna share some thoughts with you today. And really at this moment in the pandemic, whether, whether you think that we're coming out of it, whether we're in the middle of it, there's gonna be another wave, no matter what the situation is in wherever you are in the world, you know, 
there is a plan, there is a purpose behind things. But I wanna say that in this, for my life, I know it's been so frustrating at times trying to navigate what's gonna happen next. You know, the uncertainty is, is sky high. You know, I, I, I wake up sometimes, we've just moved house, our family, a couple of weeks ago, and it's, it's crazy. Four kids, an eight month old in that mix, and the first night we arrived here, it's like trying to find just the pajamas, the nappies, the towel, the toothbrush, and um, it's chaos, it's absolutely chaos. Even now, we're just trying to find our, our rhythm, our routines. If, if any of you are parents, you know that once you've got a routine and it works, you stick to it. When I was growing up as a kid, I hated routine. Having to get up at a certain time, go to school, come back, do homework, get dressed, all those things. I mean, I did get dressed before I went to school, just to clarify. But routine serves us so well uh, when we realize how well it, it benefits our life. But as things change, routines often are, are cut, cut away and destroyed and, and, and removed from us and we feel a little bit out of place. Right now, I can definitely relate to feeling a little bit kind of lost, frustrated, looking for things and not being able to find them. But you know, in life, in this pandemic, I believe the same is true. We've had to deal with extensive change, things that have gone on that are frankly, most of them outside of our control, whether it's governments, whether it's your, your, your boss at work, the company you work for, the schools that you're attending. You know, we've been forced into different realities that we've not been used to. And so that, 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 that creates a stress and a strain on our life. But again, I wanna say that God can use that stress. He can use that strain and he can turn it around and produce strength inside of you, strength inside of me. You know, this isn't the, the end. This is really, this is, this is the, the destiny and part of the journey that we're on as Christians, as believers. And honestly, if, if you're not a believer today, we'll give you an opportunity at the end of this message to believe because we don't think anything is wasted. You know, God doesn't just allow things randomly into our life but he has a plan and he has a purpose. And the challenges that we face, sometimes the most atrocious things that we have to go through, you know, there is something that God wants to use in that pain for your purpose. So over this summer period, we're bringing the church together here in York. And, um, you know, part of that is because we wanna just, you know, strengthen, uh, you know, the church while people are away on holiday. And, um, and, and that there's a lot that we wanna kind of get through. And really part of my heart and our heart in global is that you will grow stronger in your relationship to Jesus. You know, church, global church is about building a strong dynamic relationship with the creator of the universe, God Almighty, his son, Jesus Christ, through the power of his Holy Spirit that can live within us. It's awesome. It's not a religion, it's not just a faith, it's so much more. You know, we get to experience power, supernatural power, power that it goes beyond, you know, the muscles that you can build in the gym or, or, or how you can train your mind to be a strong asset in, in your work life. I'm talking about a supernatural power that defies understanding. And so in Global Church, we're passionate about helping people such as yourself to have a strong, dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. Because that's where we believe is where the power, that's where things start to really happen. You know, we, we, a, few, a year or so ago, we, we talked about the four quadrants of our life. And we have a physical quadrant, our physical bodies and health. We have an emotional quadrant, our mental well-being, how we think, how we feel, our values. We have a financial quadrant, all based around the money, the finance of our life. And then we also have a spiritual quadrant. And you know, it's important that all four quadrants are healthy. 
and you might not be a believer and so that spiritual quadrant you can think is maybe not relevant but i want to say that that spiritual quadrant is 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 absolutely pivotal because when that's healthy the other three are supercharged because we can have a great finance we can have great relations we can have great health but honestly without the spiritual thing there's there is a lack and we don't experience the absolute fullness that god has got for us you know i think it goes without saying that we all want life to go well and and it's it, it'd be unusual at least for, for the majority of society to think that they they want life to go badly or, or want to go wrong you know we don't intentionally try to make life a, a challenge you know but really we want things to go well you know, and at the end of, of Dave's preach last week, as he was talking about the orphan spirit, he talked about how we can often get almost consumed with the valuables that God provides us and gifts us without really remembering the values that God has in his kingdom. Because when we live our life according to the values in the kingdom, God's values, the values that we can find in God's word, our life starts to realign and everything that we maybe our needs, wants and desires start to, to come about and start to materialize. You know, the book of Matthew, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. It's like seek first the values, the things that are valuable to God is not just the material things that we, 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 we have and we receive in this life, but the, 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 the things that we, we hold dear to our heart. And so it's easy to kind of forget the blesser when we're focused on the blessings. It's easy to kind of get consumed with our vision for life while we forget the visionary who gave us the vision in the first place, who planted that seed of desire in our heart before we were born. And so all these things come about, and especially in this, in this season of change and uncertainty, we find ourselves starting to drift. I know my own life, things have drifted. I've drifted. I've been slightly caught up in different situations, whether it's in family, moving house, in business, even within the church, you know, work that we do. You know, we can easily drift from the main centerpiece of, 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 of all these things. And I don't know if any of you, are, uh, you know, did geography in, in GCSEs, A-levels or O-levels, no matter how old you are, but there's one thing I remember and it talks, it's, it was this longshore drift. I had to Google it just to remind myself, but you know, when you look at the waves, if you've been to the beach or you've been to the ocean anytime recently, you see them kind of going, well, when you're on the shoreline, you see them coming in and out. You know, we recently were at, well, we're at the coast with our kids. They love it, trying to run away from the waves. But when you look at it, you just see them coming in, out, in, out, when actually they are moving either left or right. You know, they, they kind of, they go out at an angle and then they come in and then they kind of pull out at a slight angle and then they go in. Now to the human eye, when you stand on the, stood on the sand, you can't see this, this shifting, this drifting that goes on. But actually when you're in the, the, the sea or the ocean, and, and I don't know, I still remember as a kid, you know, you go out, you're playing, you're, you're having a good time. And then you've got this rough idea of where, you know, your mum and dad are on the beach. You can maybe see something that's noticeable. Maybe it's the real pale white skin of your dad who's not had any sunshine in the last five years. But whatever it is, you've got that mental note of where they are. And then you somehow, you know, lift your head up from playing. And before you know it, you're looking, you can't see your mum and dad. You can't see where the base camp is on the beach. And it's like all of a sudden fear kicks in. It's like, oh no, have they left without me? And uh, after a bit of scouting, you realize, oh my goodness, they're way over there in the distance. 
Why? Not because you've swam to the left or swam to the right, because the ocean has just been causing you to drift in a direction. I don't know the science behind it, but I do know it's called longshore drift. And so today I want to talk about the danger of drifting because we are all susceptible to drift. You see, we don't, dis we don't choose, like I said a bit earlier on, we don't choose to have a life that, that, that we don't desire. We just drift into it sometimes. You know, we drift into situations that are maybe not good for us. I mean, just in this pandemic, you know, you might, your, your marriage may have drifted slightly because of certain pressures and strains of having to be in the house all the time. Maybe you've drifted in your eating and your drinking habits. I remember that first time at the start of lockdown, justifying that, you know, of course, um, I'm not going out drinking at the bars or the pubs, so why not bring the alcohol to the house? Let's get a case of wine. Now, that will last us a while. We've never had 12 bottles all at once and, and we can make a saving. You justify all the reasons. I think it's, you know, a year later when that, that case of wine is coming every month now that it's a little bit harder to justify. Or maybe the eating out, the, the deliveroos, the, the takeaways, you kind of think, well, we're saving money, let's make use of it. We drift in our eating habits, in our drinking habits. We drift in our relationship with Jesus. You know, we haven't been able to meet physically for so long together in one room. Certainly in the UK, it's been a challenge. And so we've been having to make the best of these mediums like technology and Zoom and, and videos and YouTube channels, which is fantastic because this is a stepping stone for you to come closer and to come in to the physical community of the church. This is only, this is great, but honestly, when you get to be in the room together and obviously hear all the laughter and all the, oh yeah, that's great, Andy. It, it, it's, it's a whole lot better, trust me. And, uh, you know, so I encourage you, you know, even if you're not around uh, one of the cities that we have a church in at the moment, consider planting yourself in a local church in your area. Find somewhere where you can experience the people. You can experience not just the teaching, but you can experience the outworking of that teaching because that's where we find strength. We were designed, we were created to do life in community, not just in isolation, which we've been forced to do for so long. So let me get back on track. The danger of drift. Why is something that is so natural so dangerous? It's, it's I guess on a positive note, you know, the, the, the pandemic has given a lot of people that opportunity to reflect because certain parts of their life have had a full stop. They've just been completely ground to a halt. And so we do have the opportunity to think, hold on, Am I in the job that I want to be in? Am, am, I, am I living the life? Are my habits good or healthy? Some of us may not have had the chance to maybe stop and think about those things, but for some people have made career moves because they've realized that they didn't just want to default and just go through life without much thought, but they've now started to think, actually, I can maybe design what I want life to look like, what, I, what I'm passionate about, what I want to give my, my working hours of my life into. You know, we often just accept the hand that we're dealt. We have this fatalistic view that, you know, this is just the lot I've been given in life. And I wanna say that is, it's just a lie. It's, it's an absolute lie. You know, God has gifted us all with, with, with absolute genius on the inside. The challenge is we've, we've often covered it with, with mud and faulty thinking, with lies that the enemy has often fed us. And instead of realizing for the lies they are, we live under them. And I want to say that, you know, you do not need to live under them. It's why church is so powerful, because every week, not just on a Sunday, but we meet during the week as well, whether it's socials, whether it's doing dinner parties, connect groups, 
whether it's helping one another out, just doing life with one another, we get the strength together of, of realigning ourselves, having someone just kind of jolt us back onto the tracks because really life is so easy to drift. It's so easy to, to lose track of the goal, of the objective. In business, you know, we often say, I know for a fact that, you know, if you're not moving forward, you're, you're drifting backwards. You know, if you're not moving towards something, it's never just stagnant. You're just falling further behind. And it's the same for so many things in life, that if we're not active, if we're not pursuing something, we can very easily drift. And that drift is so imperceptible that we, we don't notice the danger that it is. You know, it's a bit like when you are going using the analogy of being in the, in the ocean and you don't realize sometimes there's the undercurrents or there's drift that's working. You're drifting closer and closer to the rock face. And those rocks, before you know it, they, they look not too bad, but then because of all those undercurrents and the slippery nature of rocks, it, all of a sudden you're in a dangerous situation. I wonder whether there have been things that have drifted, maybe in your marriage, and, and, and you've allowed your, your mind to drift onto other people. You've allowed your mind to drift into thinking of situations and maybe some fantasies that, you know, are just not healthy for the partner that you're with right now. You've maybe allowed things to drift in terms of your finances, where you've spent more than what you're earning. You're growing in debt and or maybe the rate that you're allowing debt to grow by is, is even greater than what it was before. You've drifted into maybe habits of, of, of not being as positive or upbeat about life and just feeling like it's not worth living. And, and whatever the situation, whatever the challenges that you face and where you've drifted to, I want to say God can turn it around for good. God can turn that situation around because drift, if we're aware of it, all of a sudden can cause us to act. And that's really what I want to do for us today is, is to, to, to raise a flag and say, have you drifted? And if you have, Let's, let's, let's see the facts, let's say it as it is, and let's make, start to make some changes. Because when we drift, we lose sight of our purpose. We do, we get caught up in the wrong things. We get caught up on the small things, the details, the issues, the problems. We forget that we have a, a, a loving Father in heaven. You know, Jesus Christ who said, cast, my, cast your cares upon me. You know, my burden is light. My yoke, sorry, is light. And my, oh, no, the other my, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. You know, we forget these things. I forget them. And I know it's so easy for me to drift in my life. So, here we go. The first key to stop the drift. <laughs> I've got some keys for you. And the first one is become aware that you've drifted. Let's not beat around the bush. Don't beat yourself up either. Just come humbly and admit that you've drifted. You know, I've drifted, I know. And I've got a story, by the way, that explains why I've drifted. It's the busyness, it's going for this in life. You know, there's all sorts of reasons. But at the end of the day, the fact is I have drifted. And because of that, I know I need to repent. I need to change. I need to refocus back onto God. I need to get back on track with certain things that I know I've, I've allowed not deliberately, but accidentally to just slip behind. And so things unhealthy start to enter into my life. But the first thing is that we need to become aware that we've drifted. There's a saying that awareness precedes action. If you're not aware of something, you can't make the change necessary to change it and improve it. So there we go, that's my first key. I won't go into too much with these keys because they're fairly straightforward, they're fairly simple. The second one is tell others that you've drifted. 
You know, there's nothing like telling someone else where you've gone wrong. It, it, it hurts because, you know, we all want to try and protect our dignity. We're all proud at some level. And to tell others of our weaknesses, where we've maybe fallen short or where we've, you know, we've not maybe done or held ourselves up as well as we could have. You know, tell other people. And that's where church comes right. It fits beautifully because you've got people who are on the same purpose, on the same mission, that, that believe the same foundation that, you know, we're not perfect people. You know, we are broken. And actually, it's okay to admit where we are broken because that's when we can start to receive healing. The Bible says, you know, confess your sins to God and you'll be forgiven, which is the most powerful thing that God can do is the forgiveness of our sins. We can't forgive the sins that we've done against God and against other people, but God can forgive us. But it then goes on to say that when you confess your sins to people, you'll be healed. There's a healing process that goes on when we tell others, when we take things that are maybe slightly in the dark or maybe the shade and we bring it into the light. I wanna encourage you, you know, if you're part of Global and you're part of a Connect, this is an opportunity to bring certain things of where you've drifted into the light, into, you know, in, out of the darkness. Don't be ashamed of it because, you know, God elevates, he lifts up the humble, but he opposes the proud. So know that there is a key. It's not easy. It's hard to, 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 to have that humility and to talk and talk freely about where you go wrong. But honestly, it's the most freeing thing, liberating thing, because you're breaking the power of of where you've, where you've maybe felt trapped before. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. So that's my second key. Tell others that you've drifted. My third key is focus on God. And this, I wanna spend a bit more time around this one because it's this scripture in Hebrews chapter two, verse one, it says, therefore we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. You know, there's a reason that we come to church every week. And uh, there's a reason that we try to meet together regularly as a community of believers. You know, because life is busy, there's so much going on, but, but we are susceptible to drift. We are susceptible to forgetting what we've heard. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not the only person that maybe heard a message like this as you are right now. And, and, and 30 minutes later, you know, it's just, it's completely gone from your mind. It might be a message about, you know, controlling your temper and then you lose your temper 10 minutes later. You know, we, we're so susceptible to forgetfulness. And actually, you know, we want to pay close attention to what we've heard. That's the power of church, of community. And we believe that so much in global, so much so that we talk about belonging you know, you can belong before you believe. Because once you feel part of a community, it, it assists in being able to receive God and receive his, his, the, the, the message of the gospel that Jesus Christ died for you. And as we can receive the good news, we can also receive God's Holy Spirit to come into our life and help us live in strength, live in power, to defeat the chains that are holding us back, to break the chains, I should say. So to focus our attention back on Jesus, remind ourselves that he is the center. You know, bank the decision that you're gonna to come to church every week. Bank the decision that you're gonna to listen to this message or to, to a message online every week. You know, I had this thought, certainly for you guys in Global, there's a great scripture in Romans that says, you know, you are more than conquerors. Now, if I was to do a survey right now, 
And I was to say, do you believe that you're more than a conqueror? You know, G, sorry, the Apostle Paul, he wrote that in his letter to, to the Romans. And, and he's, he's declaring it. He's trying to say, no, you are more than conquerors, not because of who you are, but because of who God is and because of his Holy Spirit living and, and, and empowering us on the inside. But my question is, do you believe it? Do you, do you, are you convinced of that fact? Are you convinced of that truth right now in your life? Now, if I was to say to you, come to church every week for a year, 52 Sundays, and then commit yourself into the connects, into the community, give yourself into the people and to the discussion of the word, and, and, and let's hammer that truth out that you're more than a conqueror. Imagine if after one year you were convinced, you were convicted that you're more than a conqueror. I wonder what your life would start to transform into with that one truth, with that one scripture absolutely banked on the inside. It's good. You can, you, you can take that to the bank. It's worth more than any amount of money because you know that you're more than a conqueror. That's the power of God's word. You know, global is not just a philosophy and Christianity is not a philosophy. It's about God's truth, timeless, eternal truth before science, before humans, before animals, before the earth itself was formed and created. And that's why it's so powerful. We're not talking about some good self-help kind of talks or motivation. We're talking about God's truth of which there is life. There is life in these words. And if you can get that truth on the inside and live from that place of confidence, your life will be transformed. Jesus will mean so much more than a stained glass window. Jesus will become real to you in your day-to-day -day living. You'll experience the miraculous. You'll experience the power and the breakthrough of God turning up in your life. It's awesome. You know, people say like, gosh, you're a bit pushy about this. Of course we are, because it's the truth. We don't think that there's other truths. We believe this is it. And actually, when we line our lives up with God's word, God's truth, God's ways, we are unstoppable. We're more than conquerors. So focus on God. Give yourself to the church. Serve one another. Don't look to be served. Don't just look to be served. Don't just consume, but give yourself to producing. You know, we, we live in a consumer society where so much we're used to just getting new phones every two years and disposing of the others. We, 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 it's not a time where we, we repair things, we just keep utilizing stuff. Um, well, anyway, let me move on. This is my fourth and final key. Refresh yourself in the Lord. Refresh yourself in the Lord. You know, when it comes to drifting, you know, when we're driving, how easy, when we're tired to start drifting. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been doing journeys maybe late into the evening or a long day of driving and it's it's just that moment when it starts to go dim and all of a sudden you know it's a bit warmer than it maybe it was early in the day because the aircon's working that way and you just start to drift and before you know it, you hear the D -d 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 -d, as you as your wheels start to hit the edge of the road you know we, we often you know we, we we don't realize we're drifting and then we kind of think oh, i've got to keep going <laughs> put, put the window down get that fresh cold air in your face waking yourself up stop for a coffee get a rest but sometimes we just try to keep pushing keep pushing and tiredness is knocking at the door but and we keep finding ourselves drifting you know we're maybe so desperate to get somewhere it might not be a drift in terms of falling asleep but we're drifting in the sense of putting the foot on the accelerator we're running late for a deadline late for a meeting we haven't allowed enough time I'm feeling extremely convicted on this moment because I am someone that is just trying to fit too many things in so often. 
But when, we, when, when we're, we're not focused on the main thing, we start to drift. We kind of think getting there quicker is more important. You know, putting the foot down so that we start to go beyond 70, 80, maybe beyond. You know, and, and actually we start to lose track of the main thing, which is actually staying alive. You know, and, and if we try and push through our tiredness or push through the pressure of trying to be somewhere and we've not given us time, you know, we can lead to destruction. We can lead to, you know, cataclysmic kind of events in our life. And, you know, so there is important that we refresh ourselves in the physical. But what I'm talking about is also refreshing ourselves in the Lord. Because while we can be focused on God, it's about that energy coming you know it's a bit like I can focus on something but I need something to to to, to give me strength to activate what, what I'm focusing on you can look at a book hours and hours and hours and not take anything in it's why I need refreshment you know sometimes a biscuit and a coffee a brew to be able to have that right I'm going in I, I can I can engage with what I'm doing you know so refresh yourself you know how much do you listen to your boss at work how much when you were younger, maybe if you're still young, do you listen to your parents when they ask you to do some chores? You know, so often we tune things out that we don't want to hear. And yet the opposite is true because when we're really interested in something, you know, like there's a film coming out and we want to see it, we will, we will be all ears. We'll, we're going to like, you know, make sure we're not having to nip out of the cinema and go to the toilet, you know, empty the bladder beforehand, make sure we've got all the, the comforts there as we sit down so we can really engage, we can really listen because we're interested. And, and to refresh yourself in the Lord is almost like, you know, keeping that interest up, keeping yourself focused is, is, is one, but refreshing yourself getting that renewing on the inside, you know, staying interested. Because um, the thing is, when we're interested, we listen. Going back to that scripture in, in Hebrews 2, don't forget, you, we, we, you know, pay close attention to what you've heard. Because if you, you know, my question to you today is, are you interested in God? Are you interested in, in what God can do? Because the more interested you are, the more you'll hear. And the more you'll hear, the more it will start to shape your thinking and your focus will start to be on, on God and his word and his ways. And as you start to be interested, you, you kind of get that automatic refreshment because it's now something that's giving you energy rather than a chore that starts to drain energy from you. You know, we've got so much in, in God's word that is for living, that is for life. And yet so often we don't take much time to try and squeeze the most out of it and I've noticed that in our society we've got a lot of distractions right now if you're watching on your phone you've probably had at least 20 messages notifications popping up if not more just in this 20 minute period and so the world is desperate for your attention it's trying to distract you from so many things but actually when we focus on God and we are interested in what God's got to say into our life so much can happen. We find ourselves refreshed in the Lord. I've, I've, I've gone over my time, so I'm gonna bring it all to a close. Um, you know, we don't drift because we design it that way. It's because we've not been aware that we've been drifting. And it's not because we've necessarily done something wrong, something, you know, some atrocious sin. <laughs> you know, often it's just because we haven't done anything. 
And in this pandemic, I think probably a lot of people can, can relate to where certain things have just stopped in their life. They've stopped doing things. They've stopped maybe praying. They've stopped engaging with church. They've stopped communicating to certain people because maybe, maybe there wasn't a relationship there. And certain things have dried up in your world, in your life. And I want to say that, you know, that drift is, is, is dangerous. And it's not that we should reconnect with everything that we were doing before, or we should pick up everything that we, we were doing before the pandemic. But I think we need to explore that, you know, what are, the, what are the good things? What are the things, you know, according to God's word that we should be focused on, that we should be hungry for and interested in and, and to kind of help nurture that appetite. And I wanna say that that spiritual quadrant going right back to the start is so important. You know, feed that appetite, feed that hunger. The more time you spend in God's word, the more time you spend worshiping God in the car with your headphones, wherever it might be, the more time you spend engaging with the content, whether it's discussing it with your spouse, your partner, discussing it in connects, discussing it with other people in your communities, the more your appetite and the more your hunger and your thirst for more righteousness will grow within you. I've said a lot and uh, I just want to ask for, uh, for, for those of you watching just to close your eyes, not if you're driving, <laughs> and bow your heads. I just want to pray for us uh, in this moment, in this time. God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that you're for us. And I want to ask right now that you will renew us, that you'll refresh us by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray that you'll convict us where we've maybe strayed or where we have drifted away from your word. And I pray that we will refresh ourselves in you today and that we will renew our hunger and our thirst for you because your love is better than life. When we rest in your presence, we can scale a mountain. We can endure the darkest of valleys. We can face any obstacle, any challenge, anything that comes against us. But God, I wanna thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I wanna thank you that we can now enter into your presence because of what Jesus did at the cross. I wanna thank you that you refresh our souls no matter where we are in life. And I wanna thank you that as we focus our eyes on you, you will draw close to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I wanna thank you for tuning in and uh, I'll be around next week. I want you to hopefully tune in again because I wanna just kind of build on this topic of drifting, but really start to look at the other side of the coin, which is when we are hitting the bullseye of God's word for our life, what does that look like? I wanna, I wanna try and put a bit of extra salt on the chips to get you more interested in living God's word. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 